All right, everybody, welcome to the monthly Gold Club question and answer call. If you are on this call tonight for the first time and you are not a Gold Club member, then you are in listen-only mode, which means that you can listen as much as you want, but you won't be able to ask questions. You won't be able to get a hold of our operator. If you are not a Gold Club member, it would probably be a good time for you to go join because you're missing out on a lot of great benefits. It's only $59 a month, and you can see everything you need to see at ronsgoldclub.com. Write that down and take a look at that after we get through with the call tonight. And so next month we can count you as our members and, and also look at property information sheets from you. We've got a pass of them to get through tonight, so we're going to need all the time we got and maybe then some. If you are a Gold Club member, then you may ask questions at will. Our operator tonight is Shantae. And in order to reach her, you must hit star zero. Caution, if you hit star zero twice, you will have uh, put yourself in with the operator and taken yourself right back out. So if you hit star zero, just hold on, and Shantae will put you in the queue. If you hit it twice, you've got to hit it a third time to get back in the queue. Let me go ahead and shout out some names here for property information sheets that I got this afternoon. So you guys can go ahead and get in the queue right now because I'm going to take you in order that Shantae gets you. And that would be uh, David Woodfire, Ron Carruthers, Tom Keel, uh, Robert Bolt. Got several from Robert. Uh, Scott Merchant or, or Gary Litchfield. A couple from you guys. Uh, Glenn Davis, and Glenn Davis, and if I missed your name and you sent one in, don't worry. We can still discuss it, time permitting. Even if I didn't get it, you can give us the facts over the telephone. So a little bit before I get going, a little bit about where I'm going to be, and then we're going to get right to it. Let's see. I will be in Cincinnati, actually, on the 26th, right after our four-day Atlanta Quick Start event. And um, I'm going to be doing a one-day workshop for Vena Jones-Cox from Cincinnati, Rhea. And on August, the, or I'm sorry, April the 26th, I think I said August. April the 26th. On April the 30th, all of you should make a note to be available from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's when I'll be doing my live Work for Equity first-time uh, simulcast. First and last time, for that matter. This is a live simulcast. I'll be teaching the art of work for equity step by step. And in fact, we, I've even gone out into the field and we videoed three or four work for equity houses that we're going to slide into that live presentation. And I'll be sharing numbers with you. I'll show you what I do with uh, the properties that I buy work for equity, both on the low end and on the higher end, because work for equity applies to all of the properties that comes with terms in any price range, as well as the low end stuff that we buy for all cash. It's an exit strategy that changed my business, I can tell you that, and I have now been using it for approximately 20 to 25 years. I can't remember what year I started, but to this very day, uh, probably half the deals we do are still work for equity deals. So make sure you tune in on that. That's 2 to 5 Eastern Standard Time on the 30th. Block that time out and do what you got to do to be on it that day. All right, on the, uh, see, May the 17th, I'll be out in L.A., with the Loves and Phyllis, and we'll be, I'm spending the day out there working with their group. So if you live out in that area, make sure that you contact 
the, the two groups out there, uh, Phyllis Rockauer or Steve Love, are our office and get the win and the wear. And um, uh, if you live in that area, I strongly suggest you do because a lot has changed even since the last time I've been out there. And, and boy, this is uh, what we do today is beautifully uh, situated for the L.A. market right now. Also, um, on May the 8th, if you happen to be in Texas, I'll be doing a a uh, two-hour webinar on lease options in Texas with my friend John Jackson, who's the expert on it. Uh, we'll get you the information on that, Texans, but if you don't hear from us within the next uh, week or so, make sure you contact our office because you're going to want to definitely be on that webinar if you live in Texas. And then I'll be in Cincinnati for the Quick Start School starting on May the 21st. So that is far enough out for right now that you know where Ron is. All right. Um, I'm going to start taking calls here from whoever's in the queue, Shante. First person we have is Sharon Lee. Sharon Lee, please go ahead. Sharon Lee, I don't have a sheet on you, do we? Hey, Big R, how you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> um, I'm so I'm, I'm in Minnesota, and I didn't have a chance to send this in, but it was um, it's a, a house for they want to sell it for 490. When I did comparisons, it's around 460 to 480. Um, they have a 342 mortgage on it, uh, so there's about 100,000 equity. Uh, it's a five-bedroom, 3.5 bath, 4,000 and some 4,100 square feet in an unusually larger lot size, which I don't know what the lot size What's is. The payment, so Karen? the payment is. Uh, about $2,400. I figure rents, you could maybe get twenty-five, twenty-six. Okay, and did you get a yes on lease option? Yes. Okay, so they'll lease option it. Yes, right. so my question is mostly this. Um, if I get a $24,000 plus um, option fee, I still am, I'm still not completely clear on um, when uh, about showing it for the bank. So do I put it on, I, uh, normally one puts it on top of the price of the house. So it's for, let's say, let's say it's 480 that we, that I, 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 um, I sell it for. So 480 plus 24, I make the deal out for. So, oh, but that's did way, you, Did yeah. you just tell me they wanted 490? Uh, they want 490 and I haven't negotiated it down yet. All right. Well, I try to negotiate it down a little bit. Let's say you get it down to 470. Okay. And you're going to lease option it, and you're going to make you're going to pay rent equal to their payment because you're not going to get any more than that. Right. Okay. So your question is then, how do you show that uh, down payment from your buyer when they want to go qualify for a loan? Right. And the paperwork I would use is the if I so if I'm not making any money. Um, on the monthly payment, would you would you say just do it as an axe? Well, it is an axe, regardless. But first, I'd say you go get it under contract for a lease purchase for the 470, and make sure your seller knows that you're going to find a buyer to put in there before uh, that they approve before you close, and then leave it. Um, that's all the seller needs to know. You're not going to know what your exit strategy is going to be. Uh, well, you're going to know your exit strategy is an axe, but you don't really know whether your buyer even cares about this $20,000 credit that you're concerned about until you find the buyer. It's not even an issue. And let's say they do want it accredited. Well, then you're going to have to 
raise the price from the 470 you owe the seller to 490 and then sublease it. So you have a lease from the seller with an option to buy for 470. You've got to create a new lease option agreement to your buyer for 490 showing $20,000 down. You got it? So I still have to do that, but at 490 down, it's still there how in the world are they going to get um uh, get the bank to share Stop. Yes. You just told me it was worth four ninety, didn't you? Yes. Aren't you? Oh, I see. That's how. Selling it for four ninety, and they're and they're putting twenty thousand dollars down. So the bank's going to see the twenty thousand dollars they put down because they're going to show them the agreement that be, between you and them. Okay. So what if I can't get it down to four seventy, and he and I can only do it like four eighty or whatever, and I still get twenty four down. It doesn't matter. Let me finish where I was going, though, first. When you get okay. through this and you close on your buyer, now you're going to assign your lease option back to the seller and just let right. them start collecting the rent, and you're out of it. And they, and, they'll, and they will tear up the agreement between you and them. Yes. My only concern is it's so much money over top of the price. It's not a problem for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, you're just assuming your buyer is going to go get a new loan right away, and that ain't likely, or they wouldn't be wanting to do a lease option anyway. Right, but it would be two to five years. You gotta yeah. let me finish now. Number two, okay. even if they did, who knows what the price is going to be when they go get it? Certainly, the price is going to go up, and it'll probably appraise for more than what they're paying for it anyway. But even if that weren't true, Sharon, if they show uh, the bank uh, that they're paying uh, whatever they're paying, that's probably what it's going to be appraised at. If I sent ten appraisers to this house and and told them all to appraise it, I get ten different answers anyway. Mm. So yeah, especially are, since this is a custom home. You correct. You are worrying about things needlessly that aren't even your concern. So just put it under contract and go put a lease option tenant buyer in there and quit trying to think of everything that'll go wrong. Okay, and the bottom line is, unless I'm getting uh, your 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 advice is, unless I'm getting a cash flow, never stay in it. You got you're paying retail price and you got no monthly cash flow. Absolutely no reason for you to stay. But in there's it. a lot of equity in it. No, there's no equity in it. It belongs to the seller. Yeah, all right. Got the it. Seller, the seller has some equity. You don't because they're asking retail unless, price for it. Yeah, unless I can get less than retail price. All right. We clear? Yep. Thanks. All right. Shante, who's next? Next we have David Woodside. David, please go ahead. David, you're right on the top of my pile here, man. You are from Salt Lake, huh? Hey, Ron. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I got right. a little deal here. You should have the sheet in front of you there. I, I do. It says so let's see. Um, Arv is a, yeah. about. Um, they think it's two sixty-seven. You think it's two thirty? I'm telling you, that doesn't matter. Who's yep, right? There and is the problem. Yep. Right. Two hundred and two owed on it with a twelve hundred dollar payment. That is very nice. Yep. And you're saying that is PITI? That is PITI. It has a little mortgage insurance on it too, so that includes everything. Okay. Wow. And they yes, they will lease purchase it. Yes. All right, and it's a 1,700 square foot, three two. Right. And uh, you think it'll rent for about 1,400? I think you're a little low, personally. Back, I think. Yep, I think it probably push 1,500. The median rents are 1,200, but this, I'm considering a lease option, so I think I could push it to 14 or 15. All right. Um, and you want to offer 210 on a sandwich lease option or axe? Uh, well, first of all, you if you're going to lease option it. You might want to just go in and do that and just 
set it up so that you can stay in it or you can get out of it when you're on your on your exit. Right. And you won't really know which one you want to do until you do find that tenant buyer, but it looks like it's an axe deal. It looks like you're going to pay retail price for it regardless. So it looks like you don't have much spread in it, so to me it's purely axe. That's kind of what I was thinking, yeah. All right. So go sign it up on a lease option agreement, the one with the table of contents. Mm-hmm. Tell your seller what you're going to do. Go find that tenant buyer, get bring them back to them, and uh, you like them and they'll like them, and you know what to do, then put them in there and get out of it. Absolutely. You just, just heard my conversation with Sharon. On a house this size, you ought to get at least 20 grand. Yep. So um, depends on what your buyer's needs are. Now, it does say down here that the buyer, they're buying another home. How are they buying another home? I think this guy's got a lot of cash here. He's got sufficient income. He's already qualified, and he's moving in two weeks. Okay, so that's good. So you don't need to worry about his debt ratio or anything like that. Right. All right the so one issue is that uh, when I sat down with him, we were looking at the same comps, and he's picking the, the higher-priced active comps. So you know, I'm trying to convince him that his 267 value is incorrect. My 230 value is correct. Well, and so David, he's, you know, he's taking a little time to try to go sell it at his price. David, just for the record, uh, if he's right, what do you care? You're signing it anyway, and you're out of it. That's true. Why don't you go find the buyer, and then when you find the bird in the hand, if you have, if you feel the need to go negotiate a lower price at that point, that's when you do it. Don't worry about it now. I see. So even if even if I wanted to get it under contract, I just do it at his his price. You're saying correct. That's the game, gotcha. man. Put it under contract, yep. go find a buyer, then go back and renegotiate if you need to. You may Got not you. need to. You're probably going to learn the buyer could care less. Yeah. And I know that's a little difficult for our listeners to absorb. Well, golly, why are they paying so much? The answer is because you're making it easy for them to buy. They get exactly. a beautiful home. They get several years. Clean up their credit. Do whatever they got to do. Yep. They don't care about the price. Very good. I got it. All right, sir. Thanks, sir. Shante? Next, we have Rob Bolt. Rob, please go ahead. Rob Bolt, man, I got a bunch of them here on you. You must have been busy here today calling, huh, Rob? Oh, hey, uh, how's it going, Ron? Yeah, I had a few of them. Um, Marietta, Georgia, I, I, huh? Okay. That's right. <laughs> coming to see you. I'm coming up there next week, you know. Doing a boot camp up there next yeah. week. You in it? Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there okay. for sure. Yep. Well, good. Uh, then bring all of these with you if there's anything left to, to talk about, and we'll uh, work on them while we're there because uh, we'll sit there and call the sellers that you haven't talked to or follow up or whatever we need to do. So let's, okay. let's start at the top one here. I'm, of course, my top. Uh, located on Roswell Road, Lower Roswell. Yeah, let me, uh, let me get that one. Let's see. All y'all listening probably should just write down these numbers as I spout them out. I'll try to go slow enough to help you. This one's got a R of uh, 379. The seller's asking 379 anyway. The seller thinks it's worth a little more than that. Um, Rob don't know for sure, but he says there's a $250,000 house nearby, but ours is bigger. So we're going to assume yeah. that this guy's about right. Well, no, that's 250. Okay. Here's a 379, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, yeah. Most of the homes that were in that area, they were, you know, sold 2011, 12, 13, but they were all in like the 250s. But but their uh, square footage was uh, in the in the 2000s. This one's in yeah. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Way, way, way much higher price. But here's the good news, guys. 
Rob says the seller will sell for what he owes, which is $330,000, so that makes the decision-making pretty easy here, with a $2,200 PITI payment. So you've got a great payment, uh, loan of 330 so now all you got to do is figure out whether the guy, will, whether he's okay with just selling it to you subject to or whether you got to buy it on agreement for deed. Okay. How are you going to do that? Well, I just need to contact him, uh, feel him out. I'd, I'd prefer to take it. Well, the payments look pretty high, so uh, I would probably look to. No, they're not. No? $2,200 is not a high payment for a $350,000 house, man, P-I-T-I. Okay. In fact, it's very reasonable. I haven't. Okay, I didn't check it out on rentometer.com yet, but uh, I, I was thinking 22 might have been in the upper level. I wasn't right. sure. So. Rob, you, you're worrying about it too much. Go put it under contract. You just got to decide which contract you're going to use based on what the seller says. So you're going to okay. call the seller, and you're going to say, "Listen, I can just take over your debt and pay your closing cost and be done with it." Well, in fact, let me. All right. Let me just read you. I happen to have some scripts here tonight, and um, right out of my book. And one of these scripts says, let me just read it, script to call back a FISBO with a yes on will you sell for what you owe. Does that sound like the right script? Yep. Okay. It's in your boot camp manual, you know. All right. <laughs> and I think it's in your um, Axe course, too. Well, let's, let's just see. It says, hi, yes. what your name is. This is Rob calling about your home you discussed with my assistant yesterday or in your case, you're calling back about the house we talked about. Do you have a minute? I always like to give them a chance to give me permission to talk. I got all the facts here, and you indicated you sell the house for what you owe on. Is that correct? If he says yes, okay. Well, I can come see the house and likely buy it, and it's closed as soon as you're ready and pay the closing costs, but the only way for me to do that is to take over your debt. That means that I'll buy your house and make the payments when you and I agree. I'll start, but... The loan will stay in your name until sometime in the future when I get it cashed out. Will that be a problem for you? If the answer is no, you make the appointment. If the answer is yes, it's right on the script. Well, if that's an issue, I can also lease purchase it and cover your payment and rent and handle all the repairs. Or in your case, I'll buy it on an agreement for deed, uh, whichever you prefer. We'll make that decision when I get there. Should I come look? Got that? Yep. Yep, I got it. That's why we do scripts, see? We don't have to figure out what to say. All we got to do is read them. So if the guy says yes, you make the appointment. And when you get to the script, you'll know. So if he says yes, he'll either sell it on an agreement for deed or subject to, you do a purchase and sale agreement. Do you understand? Okay. If he says, yeah, I, I got it. If he wants to convert it to a lease purchase, then you do a lease purchase agreement. But in this case, um, well, this is probably an axe deal. You're not going to stay in it, are you? Payments at the top of the market, and there's looks like there's no equity in it, even at 330. Correct? It, well, the uh, that's kind of I was trying to look for some reasonable comps, but the, if you were saying the payment is uh, somewhat low for a home at 380, then uh, if there's room to stay in it, uh, I would I would try to stay in it. I'd probably try to take well, it subject to. If, if, uh, if I were you, I'd get a better handle on what it's worth first, because you know your seller okay. worth 432. Right. Okay. If your seller's right, I'd stay in it. If you're right, yeah. get out of it. Okay. But the honest with I you, you don't need to know all that crap. Do you get it under contract anyway, do you? No, I don't. So. I mean, absolute worst. Uh, if I got it under contract, could you always go get it appraised? Then you'll know, wouldn't right. you? Right. 
Okay. Yep. All right. So you know what to do? I do. I do. Thank you. Appreciate that. Move on to this next one on Benjamin. All right. Free and clear. Asking 339. You think it's worth just about that? And say he says yes, he will own or finance it. That's good. And it's vacant. That's even better. And it's a 3,770-square-foot, five-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath. Oh, my goodness gracious. And it needs, and it's in excellent condition. Are you Yeah, he's just, he, yeah, yeah, I just talked to him the other day. He just, uh, he got back from the Masters. He's fixing it up. They just got a renter out of it. And um, he's, he's looking at all options. He's like, you know, he's, he's open for a, uh, you know, right. Well, he said he'd own Yep. So if you'll own or finance it, that's the way you should go because that's much stronger than a lease purchase. And he's asking three thirty nine. Okay. So if I were you, I'd go out there and put it under contract, but you know what script to use to call him? Yeah, it's the um the one titled uh I don't have the scripts in front of me, but I know which one to uh find to talk to him. How about, about. the one that says Script to call back a FISBO with a free and clear house with a yes on owner financing question. How about that one? That's the one. Yep. Okay. All right. So you go right back down here. It says, yes, you said you'd sell it with owner financing. Is that correct? If the answer is yes, you go all the way down to the bottom because these are the questions. And you guys listening, these are the same questions you've got to ask every single time somebody with a free and clear house tells you that they will sell with owner financing. I want these questions asked before you make an appointment. Okay, so what's the least you could accept if we can agree upon terms? Shut up. Wait. See if he comes down some. Is that the best you can do? Shut up and wait. See if he comes down. Make a note. Okay. Well, I assume you'll sell for nothing down. Shut up and wait. Then if he comes back and says, no, I need a down payment, your answer is, so what is the least you could take down? Write it down. All right, well, then what is the lowest monthly payment you could take? Write it down. That's it. If you like what you hear, you go right to the appointment script and you make an appointment. And uh, when you get the answers to these questions, one of two things will happen, Rob. Either he will want a larger down payment than you'd be willing to put up and buy it, or he'll want a higher payment than you'd be willing to put up, right? That's right. Okay. If he does either one of those or both of those, you know you got an axe deal. Just go right. write it up on whatever he wants. Go take it to the market and go back and renegotiate it if you need to. However, okay. what if he wants? What if he says yes? I'll take nothing down, and he and he'll take a low monthly payment. Now you know you're going to stay in it. You will not. Right. Know you won't know either until he answers those questions. Okay, that's right. So really what you're looking for here, all of you listening, what you're looking for on these free and clear houses is the sellers who will give you good low or no downs and low monthly payments. Those are the ones you want. Those are the ones you you make money today in, but you also make money monthly and make money later. That's why I love free and clear houses. They are my favorite by far because I have so much flexibility with the seller. All right. You know what to do. All right, I got it. Yes, sir. By the way, in your conversation, listen, don't worry about fixing it up. I'll take it as is. I'm going to pay the closing cost, uh, and I'll close on it whenever you're ready. 
these are things that sellers want to hear. All right? Okay. And then you will use a, a purchase and sale agreement. Right off your gold club site, right out of your book. All right. All right let's go to your third one here on um, Beringer Point Drive. Beringer Point Drive, I guess. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got it. Okay, we got an asking like price of four four four. When the seller thinks it's worth four forty four, you think it's worth somewhere around four hundred in that neighborhood. Um, you didn't get the loan amount, but you did get the payment of twenty four hundred, which means it's got to be up there for a good way. Yep. And he will at least purchase it. All right. And it's a five-bedroom, four-bath, four 4,000-square-foot house. Well, i got to tell you, man, you're targeting the right kind of houses because these kind of price ranges are the ones you're going to get the best money out of when you put tenant buyers in there, this range and up, that is. These are the ones that the market is clamoring for somebody to make it easy for them to buy. You had a 4,000-square-foot house here. Are you kidding me, man? They're going to beat you to death on this one. This one needs a no, no work, and he's moving. So, he says he'll do a lease purchase. I'll tell you the truth, Rob, I'd go for owner financing first. Well, well, we don't know what he owes, though. But you do need to get him on the telephone and find out what he owes. Now, there's a script in there even for that, if they won't give you an answer. All right. When he knows you're the principal, he'll probably give you that answer. And uh, if he's got a big mortgage on it, the easiest thing for you to do is just lease option it then. And it looks like an ax deal. He's asking mm -hmm. top retail price. His payment is pretty much top of the market or thereabouts. Go write it up under whatever terms you can get. Take it to the market and go back and negotiate if you need to. Got it? Got it. Same old, same old. So which lease option agreement yep. are you going to use? The answer is the one with the, the table. Uh, yep, right. table contents. Your next one is, I can't read it, something circle. Diana circle maybe? Yeah, Diana Circle, yeah. All right. Asking three ninety nine, which is what the seller thinks it's worth, and you think it's worth about three seventy five or so, three eighty, okay. Got a loan on it of two hundred thousand with a payment of twenty two hundred PITI. Yes, the seller will owner finance it. Mm -hmm. And uh looks like somebody's had it appraised. Oh, it's their reason for selling vacation home. So this is their vacation home? In, in That's right. They just got up there on the yeah. Yep. Okay, and it's lakefront property. Nice. You sure you want to sell this? You might want to move in this one, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, man. It's uh, it was. I I did talk to the guy today. Like um, he originally this was uh this was one that my VA gave me, and uh, they had a yes on the on the lease purchase. And when I talked to him about it, he was kind of a little sketchy on the whole lease purchase. He was like, hey, you know, if uh. If we put it under contract for you, can I still try to sell it? And uh, you know, I was like, no. If we if we did a contract and I thought you know went out to find you a buyer, then right. uh, then basically you want, you want to get that squared away before you go trucking out there. But I will tell you, right? A face to face meeting will go a long ways to building the credibility with you when you sit down and explain to him exactly what you're going to do. He, I'll tell you okay. what you can do though, Rob. You can put it in your lease purchase agreement that if he finds a buyer before you uh, find the tenant buyer, that you will cancel it. Uh, that's a good point. Okay. You can do that. I didn't realize we could do that. You can do that.
do that. Sure, you can cancel the agreement anytime you you want to grant, uh, cancel it. Okay. But I wouldn't do that unless he just absolutely didn't give me any choice. Okay. All right, and your last one is on, uh, looks like Creek Bend. Yep. 205 asking. Uh, you think it's only worth 150. And you I, might I couldn't really find it. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I could. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say I, I really couldn't find the uh, the address to pull it up. It looked like it was out kind of the uh, farm country up in up in Athens, but uh, I had a hard time finding comps on it. But uh, just with the homes close by, they were running around 150 or so. So I, it was hard to find a, a comp right. on that one. Well, he's got uh, it's it's free and clear, so it is. Uh, if you can negotiate, uh, he says he'll at least purchase it, but he wants thirty thousand dollars down. Yeah, that's the big. I'd work hard to get him out of that mindset because he ain't going to get that on a lease purchase on a hundred fifty thousand dollar house or two hundred thousand dollar house, and if he does, there's nothing left for you. So honestly, I wouldn't even go see him unless he had at least entertained the thought of taking less down if we find a buyer he likes, tenant buyer he likes. Make sure he understands. Okay. We're not finding a cash buyer. We're, we're looking for a tenant buyer. And by the way, all of you, your language can be. Listen, I my, I only work with houses that we can do terms on. But sometimes along the way, we find all cash buyers. But I'm not interested in lease optioning the house from you if an all-cash buyer is the only way you're going to sell. I'm out. If you'll entertain other terms, especially after we find what the market will bring us, then I'll come take a look, and we can probably come to terms. Got it? Okay. I got it. All right. You know what to do. Make sure you... Well, I'll bring all five of these with you, and I want to know what happened to all of them when I see you next week. And if any of them left pending, we'll work on them, all right? Okay, will do. Okay, make sure you bring plenty of leads, too. Um, and so all right, I'll do it. We're going to do a call on Thursday night to, to prep people to bring leads. Um, honestly, you know exactly what to do. You've got these sheets filled out. Uh, you know to fill in the blanks. You know to get the stars filled out. So just pile them up and bring a bunch of them just like you just did. All right. All right. I'll, I'll do it. Okay. Thanks, Ron. I appreciate it. Thanks for the advice. See you next week. All right. Shantae, who's next? Next, we have Glenn. Glenn, please go ahead. All right. Glenn, I got you here somewhere. Where are you from? I'm in Tampa, Florida. Okay. Uh, what do I got here? Two on you, don't I? All right. Three. Um, okay. You say so. But I only have two. Oh, okay. Apparently we lost one. All right, let me knock out the two that I got here. All right, you got a house in Tampa that they're asking 93. They owe 93, and they'll sell for what they owe, and it's got a $545 payment on it. What's the question? <laughs> right. Um, I'm, you think I'm it's probably. To... Go ahead. You think it's probably worth a little less than than uh, what they owe? So what? It's purely an axe deal. Uh -huh. And they, uh, frankly, I'd put it under contract to buy it subject to Glenn. Okay. The ninety-three thousand. Uh, it's just a two-bedroom, two and a half bath, twelve hundred square feet. Oh, it's rented out. It is. How much is the rent they getting? Eight hundred a month. Okay, so he's getting eight hundred a month now, but I assume he has not given the tenant an option to buy. Uh, no, he hasn't. All right. 
then I would tell him, I'll take over your debt, and I'll pay your closing costs, and I'll buy the house uh, once I see it. It says it doesn't need any work. And uh, if that's okay with him, I'd go ahead and close on it. And then, the, and the first thing I'd do is go out and see if the tenant wants to become a tenant buyer, Glenn. Okay. And if they do, find out how much money they got, and you know, then you have a decision to make. Either you just let it ride until they move out, and then put, uh, and then lease option it out to a tenant buyer, or you can actually give them notice to move. If they're paying eight hundred dollars and your payment's five forty-five, I'd just forget about it until they got ready to move. But at the very okay. least, you could give them an option to buy, even if you didn't get any money from them, as long as they accept the responsibility for any repairs. Why would I want to do that if they didn't give me any money? Well, okay, what are your choices? Leave it like it is and collect the same rent and be responsible for repairs? No, um, I remember a fellow that's in Jacksonville that said sometimes you can kind of get, um, you know, maybe maybe if they don't have cash, you can get uh, cars or jewelry or that sort of th thing. I've I did say that. that. I did say that, I, I but did I also that said before this that assuming they don't have anything to give you, then you can still leave them in the house if you want to and give them yeah. the option to buy in exchange for I them doing the repairs. I, there's no repairs needed. Well, as there isn't today. What if their right. drain gets plugged up? Who are they going to call? What if their air conditioner quits working? Who are they going to call? Okay, you. so I, I don't understand why I would want to do that. I'm not getting anything out of it in that You're scenario. You're not? You're getting the relief from the repairs, Glenn. That's what you're getting out of it. What do you got to lose? But what what's do the I have to gain, Ron? What's they, the she owes ninety three on it. Okay. Uh it's worth it's worth seventy thousand. Uh she's got a tenant that's paying eight hundred dollars a month. All the, right. The um the payment is five forty five, so what I'm you you're telling me that I'm I should do it for the spread of two hundred a month? No. I'm telling you, you have a choice. You can leave the tenant in there and collect right. the rent and do the repairs as the There as are no repairs. All okay. right. Uh, uh, Glenn, I'm a little weary of trying to explain it to you, so let's go on to the next one. You'll figure it okay. out along the way. All right. The, the next one is on, um, I don't know what it is. You don't have an address on it. It's uh, Isla Morada, Florida. It's in, okay. in the Okay, Isla Morada. All right, right. we got a big one here. You got a asking price of one million six forty five. Your comp show a million half. It's free and clear, and they maybe will do a lease purchase. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Five bedroom, four bath, thirty five hundred square feet. Right. It says it's too much upkeep for the wife. Okay, I guess the wife's doing the upkeep, huh? Um, well, what are you going to do next? Do you know what to do next? Um, well, I made him. I made him an offer based on uh, React, and um, they didn't like the fact that we were asking for six months on it. Nor did they like the ten thousand dollar clause at the end. I so don't even I'm know what you're talking about, Glenn. You didn't get any of that stuff from me. Okay. There is no ten thousand dollar clause, and I don't know what six months you're referring to. Neither one of okay. those make any sense to me. All right. What you should do is call this guy and uh, and and and, le and see if he is really is interested in lease optioning it. Follow mm -hmm. my script, word for word, before you even bother going out to see the house. 
but let's just say uh, that the, that the seller ha- has the seller has equity, but they won't give it up. They want it all, like this seller, and um, they you know that if you get into this deal, it's going to be an axe deal, which you know this one is most likely. Of course, you don't know what they'll accept for a payment. So no, I'm not sure. I know it's an axe yet. Um, if they they'll accept six thousand for a payment. For the monthly uh, well, rental amount, yes. On a $1.6 million house, that's a pretty fair payment, sir. Right. And okay. and um, rental meter shows that, you know, it might bring 7500 You're not going to find uh, accurate information on rental meter for a million-and-a-half-dollar house. only place okay. you're going to find that is let the market tell you what it'll pay. Okay. But um, how about this script? Script for when seller's intent is unknown and they have a lot of equity. How about that? Does that sound like this house? Yes. All right. All right. Seller's name is Henry. Hi, Henry. Uh, this is Glenn calling you back about your house we discussed yesterday. Got a minute? Yeah. Well, listen, there's several ways I can buy or lease your house, but none would include me paying all cash and full market value. So would you like to discuss some other alternatives? And if the answer is no, get the heck off the phone. If the answer is yes, okay. If we can agree upon a price, I can either buy your house with some terms or at least purchase it, whichever you prefer. Either one would relieve you of making any payments and doing any repairs. In this case, I'd leave out there making the payments part uh, until you're cashed out sometime in the future. And I can close either uh, either when you're ready. Would you like me to come see the house and discuss it further? I want this man to tell me with crystal clarity, Glenn, that he's willing to do some terms on this thing before I waste my time and go trucking to his house. And I want I want to feel like I've got a prospect worth giving my time for. And you got a lot of noise in the background there, guy. I don't, so, that's not me. No, it's not? No, it's not me. Okay. All right. So that is your first objective, to make sure this guy even want to give you terms. Now, if he says he will at least purchase it, he already told you he'd do 6000 a month, um, I think at that point you probably ought to go see it and meet the man in person. But don't kill the deal by trying to get too good of a deal. I'll say okay. it again. Whatever he asks you for, you ought to write it up. Then go see what the market will bring you, and then go back and renegotiate it. And you will absolutely, most assuredly, be renegotiating this deal. But okay. you've got the kind of a deal here where you could net six figures on it if you handle it carefully. Okay. Got it. And trying to create too good of a deal kills these things going in. Okay. You guys, all got to remember, it don't make any difference what the seller wants until I find out what a buyer will give me. All I want to know is that the seller will give me terms and put that in writing. If they will not put it in writing, I can't go find the buyer legally. So we have to get something in writing. And you've got to make it clear to the seller, Glenn. I don't know what the market will bring, and neither do you, but when I find something, somebody that wants this house, we'll bring it back to you and we'll discuss uh, what you want to do at that point. That's how you okay. handle them. All right? Got it. Okay. All right, sir. Good luck with it. Thank you. You're welcome. Shante. I've got to get Ron Carruthers and Tom Keel. Either one of those on the phone? And no, right right now I have Shirley. Okay. Shirley, what can I do for you and where are you from? 
Um, hi, Ron. Um, I was at your class in Houston in March, and um, I've decided that I want to sell my own home. And um, I live in Kingwood, and I want to move closer to the city. So um, I was going to try to do the, I guess, the lease option with the uh, mm-hmm. lease purchase. Right. And um, I kind of found a buyer before I even was really looking. Um, someone came and looked at my house today and yeah. made me a full-price offer with everything that I wanted. And um, I just wanted to go through the numbers with you right. and get your thoughts and then also see about um, if it's the lease option with the table of contents. Is that the agreement that I use? Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, you need to get uh, a Texas version of that. You need to get your attorney to do a Texas version of that because there has okay. to be special language in it in Texas. And you have a, a um, let me see, what were the conditions in Texas? Gosh, I can't even remember. But uh, Well, yeah. it has to be um, 36 months or less, because right. if it's not, then I guess it becomes a contract for deed instead of a, a lease well, option purchase. Yeah, that's true, but so what, even if it does? <laughs> um, what about John Jackson's uh, CD? He yes. gave us a Texas well, lease perfect. option. That's where you CD. want to get the agreement from, okay. and that's the one you want to send your attorney to close this with. Okay. All right. Very good. So um, what has happened is um, I had a realtor look at my house, just give me an assessment of what she thought I could get for it. And then um, I, um, I ha- um, she said 325 So right. I got a call from a guy I met at a networking meeting, and he wanted to know if I had any houses for sale. And I said, well, I've got this one and that one. But I said, you know, I'm selling my own house as well. And so he had a guy that was just um, wanting to buy a house that's self-employed, that couldn't qualify for the loan. And so I told him, come and take a look at mine, you know, and I told him he could refinance in two years. Um, All right, well, how much of, a, how much of a deposit are you collecting? 30000 Uh Nothing wrong with that, girl. Yeah, and I told him the price was 340 because I figured the realtor told me like 325 so I should get a little bit more because well, he can't go. Well, well that's good. So if he's willing to give you 340 and $30 down, uh, you ought to get an application on them and get a, a, at least a $2,500 deposit and then do a and, and then go to ScreenTheTenant.com and find out who you're dealing with. Okay, ScreenTheTenant.com? So step, step one, get out your application and receipt agreement from your course, meet with him, get that short application filled out is all you need and signed by him and spouse if he's married. Okay. Okay, and then uh, make sure you're clear on the monthly payment, the rent that you're going to collect. Uh huh. All right. Then, then, then uh, use that application receipt agreement. Get a twenty-five hundred deposit from him, and tell him you'll be back with him within a couple of days. Uh huh. And then, when you get that information back from Paul Ritter, it'll tell you what his credit is, his debt ratio is, whether he's got any criminal record, whether he's a child molester, or he's got anything that will scare you. But honestly, okay. All right. with $30,000 down, uh, I mean, I, I, I... And 15 over market. Um, so yeah. <clears throat> so this well, ScreenTheTenant.com, um, Paul Ritter, is that like a, is that a free site or is that something no, that we pay no. for? No, no. Remember I told you he's going to give you all that stuff for 50 bucks. Okay. All right. Put all Very those good. reports and do a debt ratio thing for you, and you need to know that because you okay. don't want to put somebody in there that can't afford the house. And I had one other question about the payments. Um, yeah. Um, I currently, you know, have a payment of $2,056. So yeah. um, how would I handle that? I mean, there's no room, I don't you're think, gonna, to have him make gonna, a higher payment. Then don't worry about it. You're going to collect his rent and make the payment. Okay, What's so I just collect it and make yeah. the payment. 
Yeah, okay. you can and pay then you the rent directly, or if you want to, you can take it out to that escrowserve.com. Remember that? Escrowserve, um, S-E-R-V. They'll okay. collect his rent and make your payment for you. It costs $15 a month, which you pass on to him. And that way um, he gets to build his credit because the other thing I want to do is um, help him increase his credit score within two well, years so that he can refinance. No, that won't help him increase his credit score because you're not a member of the credit bureau and you can't report his uh, rent to the credit bureau unless you're a member. Okay. What was the uh, credit repair company? That's the same him? one. They'll, they'll repair his credit simultaneously for $99 a month for six months, which he pays. Okay, and it's escrowserve.com? No, escrowserve is the one that collects the payments. Paul Ritter at screenthetenant.com is the one that will do his credit report and give you that front-end uh, package for 50 bucks. I mean, oh, okay. All right. Okay, gotcha. All right, thank you. Okay. Shante, okay. who's next? Next we have Ron Brothers. Ron, please go ahead. Ron Carruthers. Is that you, Ron? Hey, Ron. Yeah, that's me. How are you, Ron? California guy. All right. Let's start at the top. Yeah. On you. Let's start with us. Uh, I, I wrote my questions down on them um, because not everyone's a deal here. So one of them's a free and clear. That's the one on 1017 Sycamore. We're looking at Sycamore, Ron. That's the one I'm on. Right. That's the one I got. And the question that I have is I'm getting a lot from my VA on free and clear houses where they're saying, no, they won't take monthly installments, no, they won't do a lease purchase. Uh -huh. you guys, can you give me a, a ballpark number of what percentage you're getting to say yes uh -huh. on uh -huh. that? Yes, about a third of the free and clear houses. Okay, because I'm getting way less than that, so my VA needs a little more training now. Perfect. You're using your own VA? No, I'm using one of Elsa's. Okay. I'm not going to have that conversation with you. There's a, there's a, there's a, reason, <laughs> there's a reason we spend uh, all day, every day training our VAs, and that is because we know the answers they need to get for you guys. There's a reason that our numbers are so high. It's okay. because of the training and the monitoring. All right. I'll call your office on that. You should. Um, okay. Let's talk about this deal. You've got a estimate, or an asking price of, uh, what is it, 650 But you think it's only worth about 500 Right? Correct. And it's pretty clear. And for the for the moment it's a dead issue because um they said no to both the questions. Again, the okay. reason I, I sent it in was just to ask about that. I'll call them myself and see All what's right. up and I'll talk to your office. Remember, if they don't say yes to lease purchase or owner financing, it's dead. I totally understand. The All question right. I do have though. Um, is when they have tenants. I have a couple of them with tenants in. I heard you talking to the other gentleman about what to do with tenants. Uh -huh. Could you run through those options again? If a yeah, house has tenants, they're willing to sell it. What do you do with them? Which house you're talking about? Are we on uh, Pomosa? Uh, yeah. Okay. We have listeners, so we got to tell them what we're talking about, Ron. We can't leave them hanging. Uh, okay, no asking problem. price of one million three hundred and ninety-five thousand. Is that correct? But yes, you, sir. Do you think it's only worth? 600 or so? The comps, because it's got a lot of land on it, the only things that have sold around oh it are in a money two acres. 22 acres. Exactly. Golly. Uh, Ron, i got to tell you, that's a lot of land, man. Is it, does it happen to be subdividable? I'm about, I'm going to find out. Well, i tell you what I'd do. I'd put it under contract as fast as I could go. 
And okay. what if you find out you don't like the numbers? You can always go back and change it or, or whack it at that point. Okay. Because they said they would at least purchase it, didn't they? They did. And they owe six, what is that? I can't read it. 850 Eight, on it? 850. 850 okay, is what's up. With a payment of $2,500, which is very, very reasonable, and that is P-I-T-I. Holy smokes. How can that be? If that's true, man, the terms make this a good one. So I'd put okay. it under I'd put it under contract to lease purchase it, and I just and I just tell them. Uh, oh, this says land's perfect for farming of all types. Current tenant is paying fifty eight hundred dollars, so it's got a tenant yes, in sir. it. Uh, yeah, and he's willing to raise the rent to sixty five hundred dollars, and yet your seller's payment is only twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm not really sure why they can't sell it. That's it. That's it. All right, but you didn't talk to the seller about a payment that he would accept, did you? No, that just came over. I just got this lead late on Friday. Well, it's Monday, man. Plenty of time to call the seller and find out what's up, especially when you know I'm going to get on the telephone with you. You you probably okay. got a great deal here. But I tell you, okay. Uh, you might want to do a dab of homework to see what this property looks like and to see where this house is located on it and if there's any chance that it's subdividable. Because if it's subdividable, you probably got a gold mine here, man. Okay. And I, and I, can, and I know that this seller uh, is putting some value on this land, but, you know, I don't have a clue what the land's worth. You probably should have a clue before you go into negotiating because he's only got a 3,600-square-foot house on it, so I know he doesn't have no... 1.4 million. Well, I don't know. You live in California. <laughs> Some places in California, two bedroom, one bath, worth that, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, this isn't one of them. It's 15 miles inland, but it's a nice area. Um, maybe 20 miles inland, but it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. So I'll find out on that. I'll get it under contract. Find out if it's subdividable, uh, and then anything that's all I should know to do or not do with the tenant. Well, there's nothing you can do with a tenant. First, you want to find out if the tenant's got an option to buy, because if they do, this deal is dead. Okay. You can't get an option around somebody else's option. Okay. But if they're just a tenant renting it, then you can have an option to buy it, and the tenant can stay in it. And, of course, the first thing I'm going to do in that case is go to the tenant and see if they want to buy it. Okay. Now, the problem is... This $850,000 loan is on the entire 22 acres, so to even to even subdivide it, um, that loan would have to be paid off before you go cutting up the land and doing anything uh, with it, like selling off lots. But, you see, we have no idea what the house and the piece of land it's sitting on is worth. And I don't want to get into that on this call, but let's say that in this area, the city is okay with uh, only five acres of land with a house on it. I'd have a surveyor draw a five-acre track around the house, sell it off separately, and hopefully get an, enough out of it to pay off the entire debt and have the 17 okay. acres sitting there free and clear. Okay. That makes sense? Totally. More homework to do on that one. Okay, this next one um, on air. Asking price. Uh, um. 459. It's about worth just about that, but it's free and clear. And the seller has said yes, he'll own or finance it. Yes, sir. So um, I know the questions to ask. The only um, the only question I have about this one, I actually have two. Um, 
he mentioned a couple times when my VA was talking to him that he's also an investor. Mm-hmm. Is there anything to be wary of dealing with a fellow investor? It just works nope. the same you as anybody. You pick up the telephone and you call them and you ask the same questions <laughs> of, that you would any other house. Okay. So this is a 4-3, square feet, so I have no idea what it's worth. Your comps say it's worth what he's asking. So find out what he yeah. wants down, what he wants per month. That's simple. Okay. Um, and then the last two questions I had is, in general, how do you know which comps if you're, uh, are bank comps and for, uh, foreclosures versus just regular well, that's ones? Well, that's a good question. Anytime you're looking at comps, you can tell the uh, bank-owned properties because they're the same similar houses that you got in square footage, but they sold really cheap. If they sold really okay. cheap, there's a reason. They're distressed, which means they're probably bank-owned. You just ignore them. You're always looking okay. for the, the highest comps that are similar to yours. Ignore all the lowest ones. You only need a couple. You find a couple of comps that are like your house in its area in a similar square footage that sold recently, you've got your comps. Okay. All right. Um, and, and then are you guys, I'll call tomorrow to ask about your VA service. I'll call your office. And then who are you finding the best luck in California on um, yellow letters? What lists are you guys finding? That's we are about question. to set you up with a whole company that I am uh, – uh, working with as we speak, and pretty soon we'll be uh, telling you our new yellow letter company who will also do your cards and your signs and your flyers for you at very reasonable prices. And they're going to do them my way, <laughs> my way, which I have a very difficult time getting people to do, <laughs> but my way works. Okay. And we've also okay. got, a, man, we got all kinds of cool stuff coming you guys' way, you members. We've got a we got a new uh, interactive voice recorder system set up that'll automatically take calls from your buyers for you and fill out your buyer sheet and then put it into your database before you even never knew they called. Um, we got all kind. We, we got we're going we're setting up your websites for you now with uh, instantly. So uh, just hold on. We're doing everything we can to make you guys' job easy. Coming at you pretty soon. Sweet, Ron. Thank you. All right. All right, Shante. Who's next? Uh, next, we have Shirley again. Shirley, Shirley, Shirley. What's up, Shirley? <laughs> uh, hi, Ron. Thanks. I, I had another question for you. Um, I, I actually did um, have uh, the lead sheet, and I spoke to this uh, gentleman named Paul, and he owns five houses free and clear, and um, they're, like, a little bit smaller. And he wanted almost the same price that they would uh, be worth. And I was trying to work out um, a deal with him. Um, he wanted 85 to 90, and I told him 82, and I hadn't heard from him. Then he called sure. back. Okay, Shirley, listen, ahead. you're barking up the oh. wrong tree. Here, okay, here, 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 let's, so let's he's assume, not like a desperate Let's assume you're him and I'm me, all right? Uh-huh. And you're, and you're Shirley, and you got the five houses. And they're all free and clear, right? Right. I'm on, here's my conversation with you. Shirley? Listen, I see you got the five houses, and it's possible I can buy all five of them from you, assuming you give me some really, really good terms and give me a reason to buy them. Are okay. you gonna? <clears throat> Are you gonna? Yeah, I, I'd probably okay. not. May I, may I assume you sell them with nothing down? Uh, no, I won't. Well, what's the least you could take down on them? Um, <clears throat> ten thousand. For all five of them. No, I want 10000 for each. I'm sure you do, but tell me something. Why would I pay you retail price and give you $10,000 down? On What earthly purpose would I have for buying your houses, Shirley? Um, that's a good question. If you want me to give Ron. you price, you've got to give me terms. 
Don't you think that's fair? Uh, sure, that's fair. I can give you an income probably the last year the rest of your life, but i got to have a reason to do it. And I just don't pay retail price for properties and then have to write a check for a bunch of cash, too. I'm going to take these houses, and I'm going to install tenant buyers in them. I'm going to keep whatever I get out of them, which is my reason for doing it, because you're not giving me any equity. And I'm going to keep whatever monthly spread until I get them qualified and cashed out, which means you get most of the money, and I'm doing all the work. Something wrong with that program, isn't there, Shirley? Uh, no. No? That sounds good. Well, okay. Well, you know, I'm not your huckleberry. I'm not, I think you're probably looking for owner-occupants. I'm not a nonprofit organization on purpose. Okay. Uh, well, I could Surely, sell them at the realtor and get retail. That's pretty much I'd have, I'm telling you. Why on, yeah. earth would I, why on earth would I want to cater to this guy's whims and needs and pay him retail price and do all the work and let him get all the money? Right, right. Okay. Well, he said he wants well, to travel and he doesn't want to deal with the properties anymore. Um, perfect. Perfect. So, all you got to do uh, is come to terms with me. Mrs. Seller, and you can go travel in your heart's content, and I worry about these houses, and your cash flow will be deposited right in your bank account. But again, I've got to have a reason to want to work with you. Okay, so the reason, the way to uh, set it toward him is basically the cash flow will be in his bank account, and he's got you know no worries, no Look, landlord responsibilities. It's this simple. I'll give you your price, but you've got to give me some really good terms to make me want to do business with you. Should okay. we con should we carry on this conversation or not? If you're not going to give me good terms, then you know we're not going to work together. Okay. And what would you say good terms are? I want a really low monthly payment, and I want little or nothing down, and I prefer nothing down. Okay. And so if I don't low get, monthly I, payment, nothing down. Surely, if I'm not getting any equity, why would I want to do it if I don't get a monthly spread and 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 whatever I can get out of my tenant buyers? Right. I don't even want his houses. Okay. All right. Good deal. You, have, Good deal. You, have you got enough non-productive work that you can be doing without solving this guy's problem for him for free? Definitely. All right. Well, he'll either work with you or he'll not travel. <laughs> that's the long okay. and the short of it. <laughs> well, and he could go to a realtor, but that's a big hassle. Well, and he's going to do it one at a time. And, Let him go. Let's yeah. see how that works okay. out for him. I'm trying to sell okay. houses with tenants in them. Yeah. Exactly. All right. got to get these other calls hmm. in here. Oh, okay. All right. Thank All right. you. Shante, who's next? That was actually the last question. Okay, well then, uh, Tom Keel, I haven't heard from you, man, or Tom Krill. I can't really see that last name real good, but I've got, golly, Tom, i got two of them here. And Gary and Scott, where are you guys at, man? Got letters of intent here and everything. Gary Litchfield, Scott Merchant, either one of you are on the call? All right, all right, all right. So... Anybody else? Last chance. We're about uh, to run out of time here. You got any more questions or any more deals you want to discuss? And uh, Shante, I'll give him a minute, and you just holler at me when you come in, will you? I don't know what happened to Tom and Gary and Scott here. Maybe they're coming in on the wrong code or something. All right, Ron. Yeah. I have Joe Price. Joe. Okay, Joe. Price. Where are you from? Um. Okay, I'm in uh, Las Vegas. Hey. Nevada. My wife's favorite city on the planet. 
Yeah, that's what you told us last year at the uh, real estate summit. But it's true. Sounds like sounds like uh, you get a few benefits when you stay with her at Harris. Oh, I don't get. But yeah, yeah, she gets the benefits. <laughs> I'm just a lowly tag along. You know, I, I can't. You know, I can't even go in and get in the head of the line on the buffet without her with me. <laughs> so. Understand the process. Um, what I. What I have here, we were out in one of the surrounding cities here in Vegas and found some vacant houses. Uh, this one is about 8,840 8, 8, square feet. Jeez, that's and a good size house. Yeah. It's uh, list price was $2.7 Is this a bank-owned property? I don't believe it's bank-owned. Uh, the couple that owned it was somewhat investors, but they also do a lot of charity work. All right, so you haven't had any contact with a seller? Not at all. But well, then, what, then there's really nothing for us to discuss till you get the facts about the house. Okay, all right. You've got to I track will, down a seller, get them on the telephone, fill out the property information sheet, just like you would any other house. Gotcha, okay. All right, thank you much. I will do that and get back to you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. All right, Shantae, anybody else? Yes, next I have Scott Merchant. Scott. Oh, Scott, you showed up, huh? Okay, Scott. Oh, you just made it, man. All right, you there, Scott? I'm here, Ron. How's it going? All right. You were in New Hampshire. Uh, Massachusetts. Uh, okay, the house I'm looking at is in New Hampshire on Westwood Drive. Okay, yep, that's George. Okay, yeah. Asking 190. R of 230. Nice. 700. Yeah, it has a little bit of a foundation issue. Huh? A foundation, foundation issue. What's wrong with the foundation? What's wrong with the foundation? Uh, it's moved out about three inches. Is it off grade? I, I don't think they put pilings in. Uh, it's probably not, it hasn't got a footing. Ron, this is Gary Litchfield. How are you? I'm good. Good, yeah. I would say, I haven't seen it, but he's seen it, and, and the way he describes it, I'm in the business. I would say that there was probably no footing under it. The, the rear section has settled a little bit and just moved out, so the plane is broken a little bit in the back. I'd say it's probably six or 8000 to fix it. Okay, well, uh, the good news is he's a payment or two down in the rears, right? Yeah. And he's moving to Florida. Uh, he's asking 190. It's worth 230, and he's got a 700 dollars month payment on a 60 thousand dollar loan. You guys got a deal here, man, because you can take on the responsibility of that foundation issue. It doesn't bother you. And, and, True. The, uh, pro the problem is the guy's kind of disappeared on the radar and uh, doesn't want to return Scott's calls. And uh, he was pretty gung ho. And uh, I even called him and left a message that I could solve his problem because he was going to sell it subject to. I thought maybe he got cold feet with respect to. Well, you know, he leave. probably got cold feet based on this crazy LOI you sent him. Um, first of all, guys, we do not send LOIs to sellers. We meet them in person after we have a reason to. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm telling you, you do yourself more harm than good by sending letters of intent. Really? Okay. Yes. And and this thing you sent, I don't even want to start. It's uh, never, ever put the words subject to in anything. A seller doesn't ever need to hear those words, subject to. They have no clue what that means, and it's no wonder. You probably scared this guy off. So I'll tell you what I'd have done. 
and you still might do it, get somebody else to call and see if they can reach him. Um, he's still in the house, isn't he? As far as we know, unless unless someone else came along and paid him, uh, you know, more very, closer to retail and uh, and very well uh, took it off happened. his hands. Uh, very well might have happened, but you need to go right. visit the house and see if you can catch him and find out the details. Uh, this could be really simple. Uh, you probably got a good case to get his price way down. You got all kinds of ways you can buy this house. He's moving to Florida. He's already behind. Uh, I bet he's pretty much mentally gone out of this house already. He knows it needs foundation work. He knows there ain't nobody going to come in and pay all cash for it. If he did, the bank wouldn't finance it. So he's got a problem. He's already trying to give you $40,000 worth of equity. I'd go out there and find out what's on his mind and be prepared with two or three different offers. For example, would you give him $20,000 uh, for the house and, and get the deed and take over his debt of sixty? Say yes. Yeah, sh uh, sure, but uh, that, that's not going to happen. I, we offered him 150 cash, and he wouldn't bite for that. Then we went to the 190, subject to, and uh, with 10,000 cash and moving money. And that's yeah, pretty much what we thought would be the deal. Yeah, but and you offered I guess over. Scott's got to go back and kind of knock on his door. Yeah, I would have uh, I would have done away with this subject two and second mortgage crap. I'd have just done one wraparound mortgage on it, and go out. Yeah, it's what you got to do. Go out and talk to him and find out what's really on his mind and leave with a contract. And again, don't send any more LOIs. It, when when they say, "Would you send me that in writing?" Here's my answer: Send you what in writing? We don't have an agreement yet, and I won't have an agreement till I come take a look at the house. And I can't do that till I find out if I have a reason to. So. Let's talk about what kind of terms you're looking for, and then I'll come visit, and when I leave, we'll know exactly what we're doing. Is that fair? Mm -hmm. Get this LOI crap. I know. I, I, I've i got the LOIs in my course, but I'm telling you right now, I would. <laughs> That's where that came from, exactly. <laughs> yeah, not this one. Not the one I'm looking at. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, you know what the LOI is, guys? It, it, it's a chicken way uh, to avoid confrontation. Yeah. If you, need an LOI, if you need an LOI, you're just not clear on what your intent is and, afraid, and are afraid to get to the point. And that's my opinion. Now, of course, there's always exceptions to that rule, but LOIs are used more in commercial than they are in residential. Okay. I'm telling um, my high-end house people the same way. Quit this LOI crap. Get your butt out there and get a contract. Let me let me ask you this. Um, we're using one of your, uh, your VA service, and... Just not getting, um, not getting any yeses to speak of. Uh, virtually almost a few that were yeses. We call them back, and it turns out they weren't yeses. They were nos. They said, "I never said that." Uh, guys, two thirds of your yeses are going to be nos, and one third mm -hmm. of your nos are going to be yeses. And there's nothing your VA is going to be able to do about that. Well, they're following up on all of them, but I'm to the point now where we're just not getting enough viable leads. I mean, Scott's working them pretty hard, and uh, he's how under them tutored with, by uh, Scott Mer uh, Scott Ulmer. How many, and, uh, how many you know, leads are you getting in a week? Eight or nine. Eight or nine total leads? Eight or and nine total. And, and where are they coming from? Um, What's the source of the leads? Huh? Craigslist. Craigslist, MLS expired. All online. online. Again. Right. All Most online. online, I would, yeah. Okay, so and you know by now that that's the lowest common denominator for leads, isn't it? Yeah, I, I would agree it is. Well, I can give you the numbers. 
our VAs overall across the country, uh, when when the online leads are combined with the leads that our our uh, investors send in from signs and yellow letters and from ads they run, all in they're in the 40s with yeses, 40 percent. However, if you take and, and only the online leads, they're in the low 20s, low 20 percent. We can get a yes with the online leads. They're the worst source of leads. So it is incumbent upon you guys to generate leads on your end and send them to the VAs, and you'll get a lot better results. Somebody in your city should be riding around looking for FISBO signs in front of the beautiful houses and sending them to you. I'll tell you, we got so much, so little inventory on the market, even with brokers. I mean, well, they send I'll, out I got yellow letters. Hmm? Send out yellow letters. Well, that's, that was my next question, as I said, that, that we're not having luck with the VA and or the, the leads source, and there just aren't any FISBOs. I mean, you take a you, town of, uh, of 30,000 people, there's 17 houses in the whole town for sale. There, you mean in the MLS system? No, 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 in the, in, in, in the town for sale. I'd say how, how would you know was, there isn't a FISBO. The yeah. yellow letters, don't, the the yellow letters go to houses that they don't even know for sale. Till you let them know you're a buyer. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I've well, used the yellow letter in, in the past on other things, and I use them for some probates. Yeah, but even then, you got to do it right because it's very easy to screw it up. Well, look, you're not getting enough leads. You got two things you can do. You can sit around and blame VAs and anybody else you can get a handle on, or you can fix it and mm -hmm. find out what's broke. That's the way business works, guys. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. But get out there uh, and get the leads to come to you. Put ads yeah. online. Let the world know you're in the business of buying houses and sending yellow letters. Is, I promise you, you'll get some leads from that. And then you got to work on your list. We know which list do I send to? Which ones am I getting the best results from? Yeah, you like free and clears? I do, but that's not the only thing I like. Right now, we're mailing to houses. Um, and right here, let's see. Scott's orders are to mail from. 300 and up, and frankly, we have done a lot of free and clears. We've got decent results, but right now we're just mailing 300 and up in the area we want to mail to. Mm -hmm. We don't even care just if they're free and clear. Couple of mortgage origination dates between um, was like all I, four I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't intentionally target overfinanced houses. There's too many good deals out there without worrying about the over leveraged leveraged ones. Really, I, I would I would certainly start with free and clear. But again, you're, you got to know that the seller's going to be more motivated if they're making a mortgage payment. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Free and clear. It's just that I think, you know, our, our immediate market we're trying to work, which is a couple of counties here, just the market's just too damn good. If, if, if people are fighting for them, they're overpaying, they're paying over asking. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a feeding frenzy. And, uh, you know, if someone's got a, a problem with selling a house, it's got some real, real problems, but people are still, uh, they're still price sensitive. And, uh, what you just told me would excite the crap out of me. Yeah. <laughs> because I know anytime I get my hands on a house out there, I know that the market is going to consume it as fast as I can get it. And what you guys haven't convinced yourself is, I don't care what the market is like, guys. There's all kinds of sellers out there that can't get their houses sold for one reason or another. And yeah, a lot of yeah. them won't even take the time or the trouble to list them. You've got to get them to come to you. And the market mm -hmm. you're in right now is nothing new. You know, no. think, back, think back to 2005. Shit, most of the country was like that. 
So what? Yeah, in 2007, nobody could give them away, and you couldn't, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't, you couldn't find a buyer, and you couldn't, couldn't get a, you couldn't get a, couldn't get a seller, and he was near what he wanted. Yeah. So when you got a hot market like that, that just means you should put more effort on finding the, the deals that are out there, and there are plenty of them out there. And don't try to tell me there aren't, because you'll never convince me. Uh, because now you know you control the other end. That means when you do put them out there, and especially if you want to put them out there on terms, man, you can raise the price on it, and you'll get whatever you ask. Well, we got one that we're working on now that uh, is uh, just we're just not getting as much action. But it's only been it's only been a couple of weeks. He's getting about how many calls a day? Are you getting on that one? Two, maybe three. Two, three calls a day, and it's a six hundred and six seventy nine nine house. We got it under contract for six six fifty to six forty six forty nine. With terms, and, uh, it, but that's right. At, the six forty nine is probably a little high on the market. It's probably really worth six thirty, six thirty five. But I figure if someone will pay six seventy or so, and if we get somebody, we'll come back and knock him down to uh, to reality, so that we can make at least thirty grand on it. Um. Well, I, is this with terms or is this an all cash deal? This with terms. No, this is term, this deal. a lease option. All right. Well, if, if you pretty high uh, price, so there's no room for no spread. It's he's looking at thirty thirty six hundred a month. That's fine to make thirty grand on it. And, and, but oh yeah, no, we'll be we'll be thrilled. We'll take the thirty grand. That's for sure. But you've got a license to raise the price. Yeah, and we and we did. I mean, at six eighty, we're we're up there. We're probably forty grand high at that. Well, but, that's today. But the way your market is, yeah, no, no, it's true. <laughs> but we, you know, it, but we got to get this done and. We got 30 days. We show a good showing. We got another 30. So we got 60 days really to work this. It's only been two weeks, but yeah. you know we are getting some calls on it. The white signs have really been bringing the calls. You got pointer signs up. Yeah. Okay. You'll That's get, what's uh. You'll get pointer signs and then yard signs as well. Yep. All right. You got ads online. Oh yeah, they're running around the clock. Okay. Two or three different ones a day. All right. Well, I would challenge you guys to get a lot more aggressive in the yellow letters. That would be my next move. And again, I'm about to get a company that'll do that for you. Just give us a few more days. I thought you had one. I thought you were already in set up for it. They, no? they decided they didn't want to do it anymore. They weren't making money on it, and honestly, they weren't doing a very good job of sending the letters that I like anyway. They looked too much like they were machine done. Yeah, yeah. They did not look hand done. I promise you, the next letters that they get put out are going to look like you sit down and wrote them by hand, or I'm not going to turn them loose. Mm hmm. Because okay. I'm, let me tell you, we'll, we'll keep in touch with, with he's he's mentored by Scott, so I'm sure we'll hear it. Yeah, Scott will know. I'm gonna tell you, we're in the gold you know, club we as well. Tested, so we just tested ourselves here. We we set uh, we created the ones that I like that look like they're handwritten, and we sort those out to the same list. Uh, I mean, different segment of the same list of the ones that really look like they were machine written. The machine written uh, got about half the response as the ones that are done the right way. Mm-hmm. With the exact same words on them, so it's very important this letter is done correctly. Of course, everybody wants to do it their own way and fix it. Uh, I know what works. So when I get this thing set up, it's going to be done the way I want it done, and I'm going to make sure of it before we turn it loose. You have it set up. Pardon me? When do you think you'll have it set up? Uh, this week. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we got a meeting, a, a conference call with Scott tomorrow, and then by next week we'll uh, get all the facts and we'll see if we can uh, get something implemented. But we, gotta, we need something to get some, some more leads, certainly. All right. Well, don't sit around and wait on your VAs to run your whole front end. Generate your own leads. Do whatever it takes, especially in your market. You got high dollars up there. Yeah. No. No question. All right. All right. Good talking. And by the way, do you miss the restaurant business? Not one bit. 
you didn't you didn't hang in there too long. I've I've got a restaurant, so I know the frustrations. But it's been fifteen years. But I, I I was looking forward to getting down there and checking it out, and it was gone before I you can had still a chance. Check it out. I said, it's down here, and it's open, and it looks almost exactly the way it did when I owned it because they didn't change a thing. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Right, you, you make money in what you know and what you what you do, do well, and like you say, a lot of headaches. It's a lot of employees and a lot of headaches in the restaurant. Well, and not enough money to satisfy me. Yeah, exactly. For all the work and the and the uh, aggravation. Yep. All right, all right man. Well, it's good talking to you. You too. Right. All right. Do we have anybody holding? Yes. Next, we have Martin Bale. Martin, please. Come Martin, in. you're going to be last call of the night. So, what's on your mind, sir? And where do you live? I'm in uh, Twin Falls, Idaho. Okay. What's up? Uh, well, I'm actually new with the Gold Club. I haven't been to uh, any of your conferences or anything yet, but I look forward to doing that. But I did have a question for you to see if you might be able to guide me in a couple of uh, rental properties I have down in Abilene, Texas that uh, have been <laughs> kind of sucking the money and uh, just trying to figure out a good way to get rid of them. Are we sold one property we had. We have two more left. Are they over leveraged? Um, no, no, there's a little bit of equity in them. Um, the problem, the main problem is one of them is an older triplex. It's like an old house with a couple of apartments. Okay. Um, we've been having trouble because it's an older part of town. We've been having trouble keeping tenants in there. We have, you know, our second property managers running it, and it's still been going vacant quite a bit. So it's, you know, it's basically a money pit. I mean, it sucks up more money than it's bringing in. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the other one we've got. Uh, Actually, it's probably got about twenty-five thousand total equity, um, but it's a newer one. It was built in two thousand six. We have tenants in there, but um, it's not even quite making the payments with the with the price of taxes and stuff there. So, just trying to figure out if I should do something like a lease option with those tenants, just to I'd sell try to get them. I'd sell them with I'd sell the properties to an investor on owner financing on an AITD all inclusive trust deed. Get whatever you can down, make them somebody else's problem, and um, just make sure that they can have a positive cash flow in them, so they're not getting set up for failure. Because okay, and and how does that affect the underlying loan on it? It won't affect the underlying loan. They're not going to call it due. Don't worry about that. And in Texas, that's what I love about Texas. If, you know, foreclosure takes 21 days. Wow. <laughs> Quicker to foreclose on them than it is to a victim. So, so you're saying sell it on an all-inclusive trust deed? I sell it with owner financing. That's what your words are. No bank qualifying owner financing. Okay. And uh, you need to name the price on them, but be flexible on the payment. You you know what your payment is. Um, frankly, in your case, if you don't collect much more than your payment, you're happy. Yeah. And you need to collect taxes and insurance. Right. Well, you need to collect taxes. They can insure it themselves and keep the policy paid. But you should collect oh, there taxes, you go. one twelfth per month, which any wraparound or AITD have that language right in it. Any attorney can close this for you in Texas. And in fact, if if you don't have one in Abilene, any, any I got one in uh, gosh, a couple of state, or a couple of cities that can do the paperwork and communicate with whoever you want to close wherever they're at. Uh, this okay. AITD's normal documentation there. 
but selling them with owner financing is much more attractive than a lease purchase. And then because, A, your buyer that buys them might want to just, you know, they're, they're happy because they got tenants in them. That's why they're buying them because it's most likely going to sell them to an investor. Hmm. Okay. What about possibly selling it to the current tenants? Well, you can ask, but there's a reason they're tenants, especially in the triplex. Yeah, the triplex, I'm not sure about. Um, the house itself, I think, is a military guy. Well, that might, you know, that would certainly be something I'd pursue then, and then maybe you'll get lucky and you qualify for a VA loan. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. I'll look into that. I'd get on the telephone with him directly and uh, find out real quick and have the short application in front of you so you can get a You just need a little bit of information on him and permission to pull his credit. And you can send that to screenthetenant.com, and you'll meet okay. with what you're dealing with. And by the way, Paul Ritter will also clean credit if it's necessary. But he'll also, when when they're ready to get a loan, he'll find a, one of the, a lender that he thinks is suitable for them and plug them right into the lender and work uh, with you to right up to the time they get closed. Oh wow. Okay. So um, he's a good guy for you to get a hold of, but only if your tenant wants to buy. Get a short app, so right. Paul. Then ask Paul. Okay, what do you think? And you, can, do you think he's loanable or not? All right, and I'll do that. Well, right. I appreciate the advice, Ron. Okay, sir. Good luck with those. All right. Thank you. All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to end it for tonight. Thank you for tuning in. Shantae, thank you for your help tonight. I know we're a little over. Tell your boss I said to give you a raise. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Guys, we'll see you next month, second Monday. Don't forget, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, second Monday of the month. Send in your property information sheets, and uh, we'll talk to you then and go out and make some money, and hopefully I'll see you in some live event that I'm doing between now and then. Good night, everybody.